0: Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza.
1: Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I am bringing you someone from the very top, of North America here today. We are talking with uh, Daniela Matic from Remax Care Realty in Windsor, Ontario. They are part of the Team Gorin um, up there in Windsor, and I'm so excited that they told me to talk to you when you sent me your stats. So say hi to the audience today, Daniela. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. It is an honor to be speaking to you. So let me just explain why I'm so impressed with her. Um, So she started in real estate of February of 2020. So when I say that's pretty bad timing, really, when it comes down to it, when the whole world was about to shut down and everything was turning very tumultuous, but her very first year in real estate. So technically 2020 was your first year, but you didn't get licensed until February. So really you were kind of short a full year too. She sold 65 homes, you guys. She sold 65 homes in a pandemic year in her first, not even full year in real estate. So crazy impressive. And then her second year in 2021, which also was still very much pandemic, um, is she sold 80 homes, which also incredibly impressive. And then this year so far, 25 homes. And I can't wait to hear, you know, all the things that you've done to make this happen. So, Daniela, take me back to when you first got your license, when you first got into real estate and when the world started to change. And take me back to your mindset and what was going on in your head during those times.
2: (laughs) It was an interesting time to be licensed. That's for sure. No one really knew, you know, what was coming or what was around the corner. Uh, I had moved to this city where where I'm at about uh, 11 years ago this year. So I was already here for seven, eight years. I've had a couple different careers in sales, life insurance was a was a tough gig. I learned how to, you know, walk in people's homes, talk to strangers, recruit, cold call. A lot of phone calls, yeah, oh, a lot of cold calls. calls for sure. That's where the smiling and dialing was picked up. <laughs> um, you know, then I joined a, a local uh, brokerage here that sold home insurance, uh, car insurance, and uh, I was able to build a career there. I work for PC Insurance, which is President's Choice. So Canada-wide. So I got to talk to, you know, everyone from Canada. And uh, it was really, really rewarding for me because um, I was given the tools to succeed. And then I was able to just kind of add my own work ethic to it. And I'm going to be talking a lot about work ethic here because none of this came easy and none of this is an accident. There's a saying I like to say, which is uh, something that I live by, you know, a success is rented and rent is due every single day. That's true more for us self-employed people than it is for anybody. Because nine to five, you're putting up your keys and you're putting up your hat and you're done. You're done. Self-employed is not like that. So uh, what happened was I had to leave, ironically, that place, uh, the the brokerage uh, for car and home insurance because we became self-employed. My partner Miki and I, uh, you know, it was a booming time in Windsor, a uh, lot, of, lot of building and, um, you know, we had renovated our own kitchen. So through the different uh, research we did, we found IKEA. We did our first very own IKEA kitchen in our house. It took us about three weeks and almost a divorce. (laughs) But we did (laughs) it. Any (laughs) kind of home renovation is going to be taxing. Absolutely was. I didn't know then that was going to be the beginning of our real estate flipping and uh, renovation uh, journey. But that's what happened. We ended up putting an ad on Kijiji. It was him. He said, put an ad out, you know, for, uh, you know like kitchen installing and I'm like, are you sure? Like I was so worried, right? Somebody called us, somebody actually called us (laughs) and uh, they gave us two new builds in what is now, you know, a very, very prominent part of town, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't all built out. And uh, it all started from there. So I was actually right before right before I did real estate, I was doing some renovation. I was building some cabinets and I was okay with that. It was the first time I actually did like a physical job and you know, it wasn't any heavy lifting, but it wasn't sales. I was actually racing against my own self then, right? Because I could make a cabinet in about 13 minutes. So sometimes wow. I could make six an hour if I'm really good. So it That's was- impressive. <laughs> <laughs> ikea is like you learn it and then <laughs> hey, i feel like it's more impressive with ikea though those are a challenge, man. <laughs> I can, definitely something else, that's for sure. So many trial and error with that. So uh yeah, I, I realized I had to leave my corporate job in order to because we were dropping money here. So uh that's what happened. I was and then I became self-employed for a couple of years, and um, you know, I, I for the first time I wasn't working my own career. I wasn't kind of chasing my own dream and I kind of felt stuck. I felt really stuck, and I said, you know, this is great, we're making great money, and I I was working with, you know, my boyfriend, Mickey. So I would stroll in at noon, leave at four, right? It wasn't that I was working tough. It was just that I wasn't doing much at all. So, you know, the fire in me was like to do something for myself. And prior to coming to Windsor, Ontario, I was in Alberta and uh, I had started my real estate course. Real estate was always something I was curious about since I actually very, very young age. I became a mother when I was 19 years old. I got married at 18, became a mother in 19 and uh, worked in Alberta. So when I came to Windsor, I was about 22 years old and uh, that I ended up going to college for a couple of years, getting a degree here and... Uh, then jumping into the uh, sales world uh, per se here, but there wasn't much of much going on uh, when I ended up coming here. So it was like, make it happen. You gotta make something happen. So- Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, well, what I, that that's what led me to going and taking the course for real estate. And uh, back then, the market was not that hot here. We were not getting, uh, and I also wasn't educated about the market. I was not even a buyer, not even a seller. So I didn't know. But I know historically that Windsor had very low prices of housing. When we moved here in 2011, we bought a house for $134,000. Wow. He we detached in a very good neighborhood, Forest yeah. Bay, Windsor. Yeah. Break home (laughs) with the pool. It was incredible. So it wasn't ever for like, Oh, I'm going to go to real estate to get rich. It was, it was never like that. It was, I think it just kind of natural path, path led me there, led me there after my sales. Right. I I had picked up a whole bunch of tools from all these different sales jobs and then ultimately realized, okay, if I use that, you know, sell sales of houses is still going to be more beneficial for me in the long run. So
1: and, and now with your flipping experience and having the renovation, that's a whole another, a whole other kind of you know, tool set that you now have as a real estate agent to understand the value of the home, bringing the home into that value, you know, and, and having a keen eye on those things. So, you know, maybe not building a cabinet in uh, six minutes, but, you know, having the understanding of renovation and budget and all of that kind of stuff is definitely going to help you in the real estate
2: world, too. Oh, absolutely. We work with a lot of investors. We work with a lot of -of out-of-town investors from Toronto and the greater Toronto area. So a lot of people are buying sight unseen, blindly based on our numbers. I'll share a story with you. I was in the office the other day. I got a phone call from somebody that was so reluctant to talk to any real estate agent. So my front end uh, girls uh, had talked to this woman and they had called me and they said, you know, she won't provide her name. She won't provide her address. She wants to talk to an agent. So I get on the phone with her and uh, she says, I won't share my name yet. And I'm okay, no problem, right? You're mirroring your clients. You're mirroring them, right? The last thing she needs is for me to jump down her throat that I know how to do, but I won't do it. So how can I help (laughs) you? How can I help you, I say. Well, I really need an appraisal done on my house and um, I'm going to be moving and I want to sell it, but I don't want to sell it now and I don't want to pay too much for the appraisal. I don't know what to do to get my house. So she goes on and on and on. So I, you know, let's take it step by step. Okay, so you want an appraisal. So I educate her on what an appraisal is and what a market value is. Turns out she wanted a market value of her home and uh, she also wanted to to know what, what she could do to maximize the sale of her home, right? So through a short you know, spiel of who I am, right? I'm Daniela. I am an investor. I own a renovation company. I have flipped homes myself. I am the top agent for Team Gorn. And yes, I'll come to your house and look at it and tell you what to do (laughs) to make it better. Well, her name is (laughs) Rick, and I'm meeting her this Thursday and uh, you know, it's a low pressure. And uh, you know, I think we, we, we just, showing what what we could give is that one-stop shop especially when when I'm dealing with my clients makes them comfortable and uh, it it makes them open with me and uh, just further on later we're going to talk about you know the relationships and the key uh, success to the sales that has led me here
1: yeah let's I mean, I want to talk about that now because you mentioned something that I thought was super, super valuable, and I want you to kind of expand on it and kind of educate us on what this means to you. But the mirroring your client, talk about that because when you have 65 homes or 80 homes that you've sold in a year, that must be a challenge to be mirroring 80 90, 100, you know, to get that many homes sold, you've got to have been working with so many people. So explain how you like the strategy behind mirroring your client, why it's important and talk a little bit about that. Because I think that really goes back to what you're saying about the client experience that they have with you.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So there's different uh, personalities, right? You got the driver, uh, expressive myself versus someone that's uh, that's maybe more uh, analytical or. uh, So it's being able to recognize that. So, for example, I'll get an engineer. What does an engineer need? Engineer needs stats and facts and the cold, hard truth on paper, right? Charts, whatever. What does someone that's emotional need? They need to know that they're understood. They need to know that they're, you know, valued. So so understanding the different personality traits and how each person communicates um, is, for for me, was a way... Uh, to communicate with them and um, if I can elaborate on that like for example Lindsay I can see that you are a driver for sure but I could see that you could be kind of quiet and laid back as well right maybe not the loudest person in the room always but you're analytical and you probably like facts yes very <laughs> much so You've got me pegged. <laughs> yeah. So the way that I talk to you is in a calm, more uh, quiet manner. Uh, I'm talking to you about something that's important to you. Like for example, this is the stats and percentages, right? Versus if I'm talking to someone like myself, I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm so excited. You are about to sell your home in one of the best markets here. We're going to find you an amazing home as well. This is going to be an incredible experience for you. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your journey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Either one of these ways is strictly authentic. It's always from my heart. So that's been something, the key to my success has been the relationships that I've built with the clients. Now, that's the key to keeping these clients. I I need to recognize the fact that I'm a part of a a very large team and, you know, 95% of my business comes from the team. So if I could talk about that structure a little bit, because actually that is the key to my success. Because Absolutely. I- if we can go back to the licensing for a second here. So yeah. I ended up getting my uh, license in, in about seven months. And at that time, I actually wanted to work by myself. I'm like, I, you know, know how to sell. I can relate to people. I was feeling really, really confident. So I, I was going to just embark on myself. It was my priest here uh, in, in our community. We have a very large Serbian community who had asked me if I know Angora. No, I didn't. I was new in the city. I seen his advertisements, heard some things, right? Uh, mostly good. But the real estate wasn't a big hot topic back then. So uh, yeah, I was just under the impression I was working to work on my own. So he says, just give him a call and meet him. So I did, I was sitting one day and I called him and I had started my licensing and uh, it was a very instant connection, right? It was somebody that I can talk to, maybe relate to. And uh, you know, we met, we met shortly after that. And you know, once I saw the organization, the plan, I was like, okay. I think that I belong here. I think that we share the same vision. I think that, you know, as good as I am, and I love the clients and I love that, I also so much so need support on, on my admin. I so much so need help and so and many. He is of so me. supportive. He's he's one
1: of a kind. He really is. He's a good person and so supportive. He he actually told me a while ago, you need to interview Daniela. And <laughs> I think we just had kind of like fallen off the map somehow. But I was like, wait, so when Danielle said it to me the other day, I went, yep, I need, I need her. Goran told me she's the one I need to talk to. So he is so supportive of you for sure. I can say that from firsthand experience. Yeah. Thank you. And
2: it's not, you know, just me. It's, it's, it's everyone that has come to the organization. Yep. Being able to change so many lives, which is what, you know, team Goran and Goran and Danielle and our organization did must be the most rewarding experience. I mean, I walk around with the greatest attitude of gratitude. I am so grateful for the opportunities that came my way. So what ended? Up, I ended up uh, finishing my course really quickly because once I met him, I got really, really excited. And um, yeah, here I was. It was February 14th. I remember. I was my like beginning first week in the office, and I just I couldn't make no phone calls. I was not licensed. I was just bouncing up and down all walls. I was so excited. There was only six of us there. There were six agents and a few admin staff, and it was very, very intimate. And it was very intimidating. I'll tell you that. It was. Great. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I walked in, I got put in an office between two powerhouse ladies, both in like the industry over 10 years. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I had to step it up. I had to, you know, I come in an organization. I see who's on the top. I'm going to go there. I'm going to align myself with them. I'm going to become friends with them. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to hear what they struggle is. I'm going to learn. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to write. And if they can do it, I can do it too. And I've and always how you've come me. full circle, because now you're on this
1: podcast, which is exactly what you're going to do for other people too.
2: <laughs> you know, I had, thank you. I had an amazing um, opportunity to be able to train some new agents that have come into our organization and become a mentor. And some of my mentees have become mentors and seeing that, like you say, full circle um, has been so, so incredibly rewarding because it all starts, you know, They say the corporate ladder, what starts from the top, what will make its way to the bottom, right? Same thing with with the positive things, right? So if we're nurturing love, care, there's no competition for leads there. There's no cutthroat atmosphere. Why did that happen? Well, that happened from the top. That happened from the top. So when I came and Team Gorn was giving me, you know, a 100 cold leads the day that I got, you know, assigned or, or licensed, right? So when I had my people, I said, here's my pipeline. Go fishing, go, right? So you're, you have this culture, you have this culture that enriches you, that empowers you and that just pushes you. So, I mean, I would say being part of Team Warren is the key to my success, right? I will go out and I could have gone out with somebody else, right? But I wouldn't have been able to sell 80 homes, get exposure. I mean, when it comes to exposing the agents, I came in and the first month that I was licensed, I, my face was on one of the biggest billboards in the city. And uh, it was so prominent, I it just blew up. My social media, like, I can't tell you. And I was like, oh, my God. I always, first of all, wanted a job where, you know, I could be on camera. And here it was. This was this was it. I was so, so excited. And then the promotion started online, bus shelters. So it, also it was easy because then people were able to call Team Gordon and they say, I want to talk to Daniela, right or you know gordon matchmaking clients to the agents as well right there's a lot of matchmaking there as well right so when you have this uh, personality you know it works with a lot of people and i'm able to connect in different ways so i ended up starting and uh, i remember danielle said you know somebody give her something to do she's blowing on all all <laughs> hands like two two train just ready yeah, to keep control. her going keep her going yeah. Oh. I got released and I made a sale within three days
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it
2: was the first time I went the first showing I ever had on a house it was by myself and I ended up uh, s- s- selling it um, I did well you know I was really new so uh she didn't end up coming with a deposit the lady okay so there was not you know so <laughs> she didn't end up coming it ended up being you know she was in this relationship and the guy who was supposed to buy this house for her didn't end up coming through so as an agent you know could I have done something differently probably slowed down a little bit vetted her a little bit more right but when you're so excited and I got this client in front of me and it's my first it's your first deal I mean we got forget it Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To be honest, they say you'll never forget your first deal. I actually cannot remember uh, at the top of my head what was my first actual solid deal. But I remember that was my first deal, even though it was like half a deal. (laughs) And then, uh, so a couple weeks in. So we're in February, Uh, COVID, talks of COVID, right? I'm on the phone, people are pulling away. They're saying, you know, from Toronto, bad things are going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm laughing, like, look at these conspiracy theorists. Nothing's going to happen. And then boom, first shutdown happens. And everybody is panicking. The sellers, the buyers, the agents, everything shut down, right? Remember how it was back then where we were so much in the unknown? so much unknown so much anxiety
1: because we didn't know when it was going to come back we didn't know if this was going to be uh, we didn't know i mean imagine if you had known at that point how long this really was going to be like drawn out for you know what i mean i mean we were still not technically through it and yeah you're right it was scary time very scary
0: let's take a quick break to hear from the number one loan originator Sean Benozian of guaranteed rate as he gives us his latest mortgage tip if you're a potential buyer and you've been pre-approved and you've just been given a pre-approval certificate and said call me when you find a house that's not enough you should have a checklist of information that you're looking to take away from that call those things that you should understand is the product that you are going to qualify for the rates and terms that you qualify for the monthly payments down payments closing costs those are all the important things that you should absolutely walk away for from a pre-approval consultation thanks sean now let's get back to the show If I
2: would have known then if I would have known in 2011 when I know now I would have bought five properties then exactly (laughs) where's our crystal ball when we
1: need it you know yes
2: (laughs) I ended up buying like right now as of July 28th I will own four properties in Windsor wow good for you Thank you. Uh, thank you. It was an incredible experience, and a lot of those are investment uh, opportunities um in the in the market that I've had. And again, because of the success I've had here, I was able to invest and take my money elsewhere. So, that was an incredible feeling as well. So a uh, COVID came and that's where salesmanship had to come in because a lot of people were scared and they needed to be led. I realized that people are looking for a leader. So I presented myself as that in, with my clients. Why was I able to do that? Because my broker is the leader in the community. So very shortly after COVID started, Goran actually made this Wednesday Zoom meeting for anybody, any any agent, any like not just our office. And then when I logged in there and I started seeing the brokers, the other agents, the vetted agents, the agents that I, I thought were amazing and just loved and respected them, I'm like, they're following gore Like I was just like I, I Again, I didn't know him, started to know him during our time together, right? And it was like, oh, my God, he's proven to all of us in so many ways. You know, after 33 years, oh, he was on his 34th year in the industry, right? Like, you're in good hands. We're in good hands. So we're confident and we're strong. So our our clients knew that. So he was leading the community on what to do in a pandemic, how to act, what to be, you know, how to talk to our clients. Because they were scared. Sellers were scared about letting someone in their home, right? Everybody, Everybody was with a scary time It was a scary time for everybody. So uh, what ended up happening is I saw that there was uh, a boom happening. Uh, The prices were increasing. There was a lot of opportunity out there. So it was through the scripting of Anthony LaMacchia, right? It was then that it was like drilled in, drilled in, drilled in, like his scripts are drilled in. The soft closes are drilled in. So much of, you know, how we talk and communicate comes from the real training that we've had.
1: And And Anthony and Gorin are very much alike. When it comes to the way that they talk to clients and like the, yeah. their approach. So, yeah, it's it's been a really good yes. partnership because of the fact
2: that they're so, yeah. you know, there's so much synergy between the two of yes, them. Yes, and cool. I'll tell you, that synergy is between Gorin and I. So, I know when I meet Anthony, it's gonna be, oh, yeah, you guys are gonna be best Same energy. It's <laughs> energy, right? And it's something you can't buy, it's something you can't teach, it's something that's natural. I've, I've I've taught sales to many people. I've tried to teach sales to many people, especially in my life insurance world. And I knew, and back then we had like a seven page deep script and I had it embedded in my brain. So when I came to real estate and I see these one page scripts, it's like a little chuckle. I'm like, <laughs> I saw the struggle when I was trying to sell life insurance, right? But it was also like, why I was really successful in selling life insurance is because I believed in it. So when I believe in something, that's the key factor to my sales, right? So in the home sales, I truly believed that, you know, uh, this is an amazing thing for people. And it is, right? Because people who bought their home for 150000 had no mortgage. We're able to sell that home for six fifty, dollars take a $400,000 down payment into their new $700,000 home, carry a $300,000 mortgage at 1.5% mortgage rate. And by the way, their mortgage prior was like five. And then take $200,000 and live the rest of your life happily ever after. Being a part of that journey was the most incredible, life-changing experience that I've had ever in a career. And this this is not a career, this is a lifestyle. I live, I breathe real estate. It's the cost of being a successful realtor. It is not easy. You know, you wanted me to get real and raw. I struggle a lot. I struggle a lot with my cash.
1: Yeah. What do you struggle with? Exactly. Cause people are looking going 65 and 80 homes. You're not struggling. So explain what the struggles are that you deal with. Timing is big, especially when you're, when you do have that many sales. So tell
2: me what are the, some of the things you struggle with the most? Absolutely. You know, it's great to, you know, see a buyer one or two times, which I did. I had a really fast conversion rate is because of the tools that I was using, right? So the CMAs that I was using for the buyers and for the sellers that first year, I was, mostly a buyer's agent. So I got really, really good at finding homes and, and finding deals. And I got really good at convincing not convincing people, but showing people the way to the right offer. So when there was 25 offers, I was the winning one. Why? how did I do that? I went on my Matrix MLS, we call it here did the the CMA, comparison sales, right? And I was able to pull exact homes in the last month, right? And then I would get the average based on those. And then I would put the stats and I say, okay, since March and it's April 15th, our market went up 9%. Let's add 9% to this average one. And it was always the winning price. And it was great because we were in a growing market. So there was no overpaying by the time they closed. So simple. It was simple. It was simple, but what would happen then is you close one, two, three buyers, and then closings come, lawyers come, right? And then it ends up boggling you down. Sometimes you get days where you're talking to lawyers. Thursdays are not happy days sometimes because you're talking about lawyers. Things are going sideways. You know, it it takes a lot of, it takes a village for sure. It takes a lot of time and energy to see one client through, through a successful uh, transaction, right? From the beginning to the end. So the struggle for me was the time management. When you take so much, it doesn't seem like so much when you're doing it, but seeing these transactions through, right? I'm dealing with new sellers. I'm dealing with new buyers. I'm dealing with closings. A lot of it was time, time management. Cause I was working, I'm working all the time, right? It feels like, but, uh, you know, a lot of those times were spent doing, maybe things that, that didn't make me as successful. Like for example, I would, you know, spend an hour and a half on the phone with a seller cause they like to chat. And, I, and then later I saw, I'm like, what else could I have been done? than nurture. I, and I love her. I can talk to her for forever. Right. But how can I turn my business? Right. And, having a broker and brokerage that's there and seeing kind of struggles as they happen for for all of our agents was something that kept me going. Like For example, Gordon sees we're struggling with something, he'll bring someone to talk about it. He'll bring somebody to talk to us, to relate to us that, hey, we're not the only ones that are feeling like this. So uh, scheduling has been important. It's a work in progress. I'm still working on it. Um, It was just the struggle, basically, of the time and uh, the stress of dealing with such a such a big responsibility. We have very, very big obligations to our clients. Yeah, you you have a lot riding. They have a lot riding on it, and a lot of times you guys take that on too. Absolutely. Through the years, I was able to separate myself emotionally through the coaching that I've had from Jennifer Bartnick, She's our sales manager, from, you know, Gordon, you know, every day we start our morning at 9 a.m., every day, 50 of us, and with the admin this morning on Mondays, there's 80 of us on the team. We start, we share wins. So what do you, gratitude, right? So you're starting off with something positive. And then there's questions, especially now in a changing market, right? So we're able to talk about that every single day. The question is asked twice. Does anybody need any help with anything? Does anybody have anything they can, they need to talk about, right? So suddenly I'm, I'm going through a problem, right? And I was somebody, even though I, well, I became a top agent very quickly and then we grew. So it was natural, I'm a top agent over these new people, right? But I've been able to consistently stay as a top agent. As a matter of fact, the last three months, not including June, I'm top eight. I was actually so happy to be top eight. Uh, like, because the last three months, I was number one, number one, number one, number one. And I, I worked a lot, but you know what? So did other agents around me. And so did everyone else that, you know, they want to see that number one spot. They want to see that top five spot. So this, I, I made four deals last last month and I had shifted a little bit, right? It was like the market was shifting. So I closed three buyers and one one listing. And that was like a big difference from what I was doing before, right? So now I'm just kind of like, well, wow, it's really fun being a buyer's agent again, right? I can make deals. I can find deals. So I did four and, uh, you know, I thought that was a pretty good month. So when I ended up at number eight, I was like, holy moly, like our, our agents are doing good. They're stepping it up. Absolutely, and seeing new agents, seeing new agents that were new to the industry, that were struggling. Like for example, we have this agent, his name is Scott Thompson. He was my mentee, incredible guy. And so he was with another brokerage before he came with us, kind of came really reserved, kind of shy, but, You could tell he could be outgoing, right? Really serious guy. So, um, you know, I trained him. He ended up having another mentor as well when I was out of the country. So he's built a lot of relationships here. And one thing you'll notice is he consistently works. Works, works. He doesn't work 14 hours a day, but he'll come in for four hours. He'll work. He'll get it done. He's organized. He's trying to, you know, keep his mental health. He goes to the gym. He's fit. You know, he's good. He's always working on something, right? Well, he was the top agent last month good, good for first him. time ever since he came and seeing that you know i was like he's so proud so, yeah so proud and so happy for him so
1: maybe you know you'll have to introduce me to him and he could be another guest on the yes,
2: podcast absolutely i'm sure he would love it you see lizzie how this culture of ours can can be so uh addictive to our, to us and so
1: encouraging to us And you know what is crazy to me is that there's not more brokerages that are like this. A lot of brokerages, and I'm sure it's the same in your area, you know, it feels cutthroat. It feels unsupportive. You feel like you're truly competing with the people that are within your same office. And it just doesn't make any sense to me because we have the same kind of culture that you're describing and our agents want to share. They want to help each other. They want to see each other succeed. And it's just, it doesn't make sense that you would have it any other way.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You're right. There's not a lot of people out there. Like like it all starts from the top, right? Ego pride, right? Do you know how hard it is for a broker to step away and say, I'm not selling anymore. Goran yep. did that last year after 33 years in the field. Yep. Yep. And that was not an easy decision to make.
1: But when you no, look but at everything yes, yes. And now his team, I think, would trust him more
2: because he's now truly a support role for them. Absolutely. His door, I, would, I like to say it's a revolving door. Everyone's always in and out, right? Why? Because he's made himself available and he talks that talk. Uh, he walks that walk with us. Because it's all good when it's good, right? We come from a market now, like it wasn't easy. In a bad market, good agents are gonna really, really stand out, versus in a bad, in in a good market that we've had, a lot of bad agents were created, right? You throw a house on the market, come in after a week, I got a whole folder of offers for you. Choose one, see you later. Now now the market has changed now we are rising on the top all of this training all of this extra work everything right Gordon always wanted us to have an elite group of agents and i'll tell you other agents look at us when we're on the and they you you can you can tell that they know who we are especially in a time that happened i was like all about the preemptives preemptive preemptives right especially that first year <clears throat> excuse me in my in my real estate where i was the buyer's agent for me, it was all about the preemptive, right? Getting in before anyone else, getting in on the action, right? Communication with other agents was key. The relationship was be built. I can call any agent now and they'll say, hey, Daniela," any agent that's active that I've worked with, why? Because it was always approach them with kindness. I never had drama with other agents. I never had problem with other agents. Why? We have the same goal. Yeah, you have the same goal, but you also just
1: seem like the kind of person that no one can be mad at. (laughs) I feel like you're just like the
2: smile and the excitement. It's like everyone's just going to want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Thank you. I do appreciate that. I I can be very aggressive when someone messes with my clients. (laughs) I can see that too. I can see that too. (laughs) Don't mess with her, that's for sure.
1: So Daniela, in wrapping up here, I want you to just give one final piece of advice for agents who are listening to this and they're saying, you know what, I really want to be that at that level someday. What's that one piece of advice? You know, you've given a whole bunch of nuggets during this, Mm -hmm. but what's that one thing that you think that they should really focus on to get them to the next level?
2: stay consistent in working. So first in line, top of mind, right? So we have the CRM systems following those. For example, when I have somebody that is not ready to buy in the next three months, six months or a year, well, what I do is I send them monthly stats. It's a video of myself. This is what's happening in Windsor now or I'm sending them quarterly, this is what's selling under 400 with more than two bathrooms because that's what you want. Or if they say they've moved on and whatever, I send them a video and I say, hi, this is Daniella from Team Goren and Remax. Next time you need a realtor in Windsor, just search your Google, Windsor realtor contact. And I'll be there. So I put that in their subject line. Windsor Realtor contact. So it's always embedded in their head. And then I stay in touch. So it's consistently. You got your pipeline is your lifeline. So you're always farming. You're always harvesting. And you're always planting those seeds. The work we put today is gonna pay out three months from now, six months from now. And understanding that this is a journey and not a race uh, will get you to that uh, level faster. And of course, the number one thing is having that. Heart and the care and the relationship with the client, because they don't care what you know unless they know that you care. So that's why we lead with heart. That's why our brokerage is called Remax Care Realty. This all happened. You know, we opened this brokerage when the pandemic was on. So what did they need? The community needed love and care. That's what we gave them, and that's what we continue to give give them. Remax Care Realty from the heart.
1: I love it. And Goran, if you're listening, because I know you will. Thank you for introducing me to her, and our audience thanks you because holy crap, we got so much great stuff today from you. So, Daniela Matej, thank you so much for your time today and for imparting all this wisdom. And um, we will put into the show notes some links, some contact information. So if anyone wants to reach out to you to ask you questions, I'm sure you're you're an open book. So yes. I'm sure they'd be able to do that. So we'll make sure to add that to the show notes. Daniela, thank you so much. Good luck on the rest of this year. Maybe we'll do a check in at the
2: end of the year to see where you end up. Sounds incredible. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank Thanks, All the
0: best. Thanks for listening to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushingandre.com podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others post on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch the latest from Anthony, follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.